Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, friends. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to our time of prayer together. Uh, Let's put ourselves in the presence of the Lord and delve into His Word. And meanwhile, you're free to leave your prayer requests in the comments. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we come into your presence today more committed than ever to love you, follow you, proclaim you. Forgive us our sins. Enable us to point out the way to virtue for others. Let us give good example. Let us be light in this world and salt to the earth. And enable us to build a culture of life. Enable us, Lord God, to accept every person made in your image and called to your kingdom. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, today the Catholic Church celebrates St. Matthew, and we read here from his gospel about his calling. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the customs post. He said to him, follow me. And he got up and followed him. While he was at table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat with Jesus and his disciples. The Pharisees saw this and said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? He heard this and said, Those who are well do not need a physician, but the sick do. Go and learn the meaning of the words, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. First of all, we have to appreciate here, brothers and sisters, how despised the tax collectors were. They represented a, a foreign occupying power, and they were dishonest. Because nobody knew exactly how many taxes they owed. They were at the mercy of the tax collector to tell them. And what did these tax collectors do? Well, of course, they, they brought in more than what the required amount was and kept it for themselves. These people were categorized in the same basket as adulterers and uh, murderers. So for Jesus to actually call one of them to be in his inner circle... This was astonishing to people. And of course, it gave an easy excuse to those who were already opposed to Jesus anyway to criticize him further. But where did this question arise from? Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? I want to explore that for a moment. There's an attitude here, isn't there? It's like the left today. They don't think about people or individuals or their dignity or their rights. They think only in terms of groups, classists. They're modern Marxists. The left is. And that's what's happening here. 
Except this here, it's, 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 well, it's true today with the left too. They, 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 they're using this as a way to feel more pure than other people. They, they, not only do they put people in these boxes, in these classes, in these categories, they, 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 they judge people by common characteristics rather than by individual character and virtue makes them feel they look down on them then once they've categorized them they look down on them or they put them at arm's distance they don't even have to know a person's name you never have to have uh, have to have interaction with them or actually listen to their stories or encounter them maybe let yourself be surprised by them no you just dismiss them why are you eating with tax collectors and sinners who are those people specifically? They don't know. They don't care. They're tax collectors and sinners. So they look down in them, on them in their arrogance, but they allow that arrogance to make them feel purer above everybody else. We all fall into this so easily. Now, we know the difference between sin and virtue, and Jesus requires us, as we've discussed from other scriptures to be watchmen, to, to, to engage in fraternal correction, to warn the sinner of his or her way. So we're not saying we dismiss the distinction between sin and virtue. We're not even saying that we fail to recognize sinful actions by others and call them out for it. What's the difference here? Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? The difference here is that we do not allow the fact that they are sinners to just... To just give us an excuse to write off the entire group of people or first of all to think that we're any better we begin with repentance we begin with saying Lord I am a sinner when I proclaim to others that what they're doing is sinful when we proclaim to others you can't have abortions for example it's not because we think we're better it's because we're acknowledging that all of us they and we are under a common gospel, under a common law of God. And we're as responsible to follow it as are the people that we're, that we're speaking to. That's one difference. Secondly, we don't put them beyond the pale of conversion. They're beyond the pale of conversion only if they choose to be. But it's not because of some decision of us, and it's not because of any decision of God. Both God and we, his people, are constantly offering the invitation to repent and believe in the gospel. But notice, we also understand the difference between those who are of open heart and mind. You think about the man born blind in John chapter 9. When Jesus said, do you believe in the Son of Man? He said, who is he that I may believe in him? They had an openness of heart as opposed to these very same Pharisees who even in the sight of the evidence of, the, of a man born blind being healed, a miracle that had never been heard of before, they closed their hearts. They would not, they absolutely refused to believe in Jesus. And so we have today a distinction between sinners who may be open to conversion and those who are absolutely not. Jesus even said, you, 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 Jesus made this distinction too. Here he eats with the tax collectors and sinners. We're going to look at an interesting little clue here in the, in the, in the verse. But he also said to his apostles when he sent them out to the towns, 
that if people do not receive them, if their hearts are closed, shake the dust from your feet and move on to the next town. The church is open to all. The church extends her invitation to all. The church admonishes all. But we've got to be smart enough to recognize the people that we should be spending time trying to convert versus those who have absolutely rejected us. In fact, many go further, and they're out to destroy us. Do you think that the people who are uh, attacking our freedoms, attacking our nation, uh, pushing for the, 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 the uh, unlimited killing of the unborn, indoctrinating and mutilating our children with this transgender nonsense, push, push, putting the drag queens into schools, libraries, and churches, are people who are ready to sit down and have a dialogue? The door is always open on our end, but we've got to be smart enough to recognize the people who have absolutely set themselves against us. And these people need to be opposed. They need to be defeated. And then after their cause is, is wiped out, then we can talk to them about converting and repenting. But notice the difference here. First of all, Jesus calls them sick and he calls them sinners. You know, inviting the sinner in doesn't mean forgetting about the fact that they're sinners. When Jesus was asked, why are you, why are you eating with these people? He said, the, the healthy don't need a doctor, sick people do. Notice carefully what's happening here. His welcome of them does not change his judgment on their sin. Now, only God is able to judge the inner soul, but we're able to judge the outer actions. And furthermore, he says that they're sinners. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. So when these, uh, when, G, Jesus didn't say when they said, why are you eating with the sinners? He didn't say, oh, they're not sinners. Oh, what they're doing is okay. He didn't say that. Furthermore, they came to him. Don't miss this point here. This goes back again to, you know, distinguish between the people who have some openness of heart and those who are just out to destroy you. They came to him. He calls Matthew. He, Matthew gets up and follows him. And then notice, let me read the verse again. While he was at table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat with Jesus and his disciples. Jesus and his disciples didn't go out to, to, to sit with them. They came to him. Now, we, again, we proclaim the gospel to all the world. But some hate us. Some try to destroy us. Others have enough openness to come and sit down and have dinner and talk and listen. Many of them came. Our hearts always have to be open to receive them. Let's pray. Father, there are many in our midst who are far from you. Lord God, we ourselves repent of our sins once again. We are not better than anyone. We do not look down on anyone. We repent of our sins. But Lord God, so many who are clearly on the wrong path, on the path of destroying human life, disregarding the faith, committing all kinds of sins, let us be a light to them 
And let us convey to them, Lord God, that the door is open. Whether it's in our hearts, let us reflect your heart. That the door is open and that when they come to us, we will proclaim to them a new way of life. We will not just welcome them as they are and give justification to any kind of sinful lifestyle, but rather we will point them to a new and better way. We will show them how they can be transformed in you, Lord God. Enable us always to do that without ever compromising, without ever blurring the distinction between sin and virtue. Bringing all our prayers together, Lord, asking you to meet all our needs and receive all our intentions, we pray now in the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray to our Heavenly Mother. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. St. Matthew the Apostle, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Friends, I hope these reflections are helpful to you. Let others know about our daily time of prayer and scripture. Bring them in too. And let's all recommit ourselves to building a culture of life and ending this terrible scourge of abortion in our midst. Stay connected with our ministry at our main website, endabortion.us, and support our work at prolifegift.org. Prolifegift.org. We'll talk to you soon. Where does this love begin? In our own family, in our own home. How does it begin? By praying together. Family that prays together stays together. And if you stay together, you will love one another as God loves each one of you. Today, the world, in the world, there's so much suffering because of that one of prayer, of unity in the family. So today, when we are together, let us make one strong resolution that we will bring prayer in our family, that we will teach our children to pray and pray with them. And you will see the joy and the love and the peace that will come into your hearts. Because the fruit of prayer is the deepening of faith. And the fruit of faith is love. And the fruit of love is service. And the fruit of service is peace. Works of love are works of peace. That is why let us bring the tender love of God in our families. Submit your prayer intentions. 
Obtain mass cards and a relic card at prayerintentions.org. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.